it, okay, we say there's no money. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then it came out of the equation of having to talk to them for our needs. You know, me, when I when I want to talk politics, when I want to sit down and talk money, I want to talk money. Uh, I want to talk mm-hmm. bank talk. When I want to talk about education, I want to talk education. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a brother like me, I'm, I'm brother, once they taught me how to read in school, they was in trouble. I'm self-educated. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't go to college. But mm-hmm. I want the knowledge of knowing what I need to succeed. Like, what does it take to spark that in our people and in our young people? At Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology, our business is your health. Dr. Ronald S. Watts and his staff are dedicated to the pillars of quality health, such as equity, effectiveness, efficiency, integration, safety, timeliness, and people-centeredness. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology specializes in the evaluation and treatment of diabetes and endocrine disorders thyroid, neck and parathyroid gland ultrasound examinations and vascular examination for peripheral artery disease are just some of the services that Dr. Ronald S. Watts and his staff provide. Looking for treatment? We are currently accepting new patients. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology accepts all major insurance. Give us a call at 770-389-9494 or visit us at 550 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 110, Stockbridge, Georgia. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology. Our business is your health. Visit us at eldiabetes.org. I'm just a little toxic podcast. We're back. I'm your host, Callie Code. Uh, make sure you guys hit Let's Win Now Today at gmail.com so you can support. Uh, we're live at the Meet and Greet the Candidates event. And I have Mr. Wade Herring with me, who's running for uh, Congress in the 1st di- District in Georgia. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, definitely having a good time learning so much about all the candidates today. It's a great event to be with everyone this evening. Definitely, definitely. Now, uh, Mr. Herring, what's inspiring you to uh, run for 1st District Congress? I'm running for Congress because we need a representative who represents everybody in the district. We need a representative who puts the families of the district first. We need someone who puts the families ahead of personal interest and political interest. On January the 6th, 2021, the incumbent, Buddy Carter, voted to overturn the election. He violated his oath of office. He demonstrated that he cannot be trusted. When I was a boy, my parents, if they would catch me in a small lie, would say, son, if we can't trust you in small things, how can we trust you in big things? On January the 6th, the incumbent demonstrated he cannot be trusted in the biggest thing, our election and the peaceful transfer of power. It's time for him to come home, and that's why I'm running. I, I, feel, I already feel the fire. <laughs> I already feel the fire, Mr. Heron. Now, um, well, a little bit about your background, your volunteering, uh, your community work. What are some things you've been doing in the sure. history? So I grew up in Macon, Georgia. My dad had been in the Army and got out and started to work with vocational rehabilitation, helping disabled people get training and education and jobs. My mother, who is still alive, was a public school teacher, taught high school English for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So from my parents, I learned about the value of public service. They were frontline public servants, and I could see that they made a difference in ordinary people's lives. From my parents, I learned from whom much is given, or to whom much is given, 
much is expected in return. I started work when I was 14 years old, dug irrigation ditches in a pecan grove down in Perry, Georgia. I worked one summer on a tobacco farm, and when we weren't in the fields, we were in the woods, forking up pine straw to bale it to send to nurseries and garden centers. When I got to law school, I was highly motivated because I never wanted to do that kind of work again. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but the point is, I've done that kind of work, mm -hmm. and I know what it means to do that kind of work. Went away to college, came back to law school at the University of Georgia, met my wife, Susan, of 39 years. Wow. People ask me, Wade, are you going to compromise? I've been married for 39 years. We have two kids, uh, a son who lives in Marietta, a daughter who lives in Winston-Salem. My wife deserves most of the credit for them. We came to Savannah in 1985. I started practicing law, helping mostly small and medium-sized businesses solve problems and do the right things. And I got involved in the community, the Frank Callum Boys and Girls Club, Georgia Legal Services to help low-income Georgians have access to justice and opportunities out of poverty, Georgia Appleseed to stop the school-to-prison pipeline, mm. citizen advocacy uh, to make long-term relationships with disabled people so they have an advocate, and, and also my church. I'm a Methodist, and my church has been very important to me. So those are some of the things that I've done, and I consider my candidacy to be an extension of my service to the community, both as a professional, but also as a volunteer. Well, public service just sounds kind of natural to you when you talk about your family background and um, your climb to where you are right now. What's your platform right now? Um, and and what, what, are, what are some things that the people uh, can see you out doing and get involved with you in right now? So number one, voting rights. It's the very reason I'm running is because of what happened on January 6th. The following day, one of my colleagues came to my office and said, well, it can't get worse than this. And I looked right at her and I said, yes, it can. And we saw Senate Bill 202 pass in the Georgia General Assembly. And that makes it harder for all of us to vote, but by all means, go vote this primary season. Um, so I'm for uh, protecting voting rights at the federal level. And if we can't do the big thing, let's at least pass the John Lewis bill and restore Department of Justice oversight to voting changes. Healthcare, we all, now, we all know now about underlying conditions. In our part of the world, that's obesity, diabetes and hypertension, we can do a better job on the front end of people's lives, prevent those diseases, manage those diseases. People will have more productive lives and everybody's health care costs come down. Education, let's start earlier. Let's start with young kids and yes, let's have federal funds for daycare. That's an that's a economic issue, that's a family issue. If mother and daddy can't get care for the child, they can't go work. Right. Affordable housing, uh, let's make sure that we're in a crisis there now, the federal government can do something about that. And after yesterday, we know the importance of reproductive rights. If it looks like the Supreme Court is gonna do what it's gonna do, then we need the Congress to pass legislation to make sure that women have the right to choose, that that decision is between them and their doctor, not the government interfering. And one final thing, let's admit the reality of climate change and let's get ready for it. And we know that's especially important 
here on the coast. Wow, that, uh, you basically laid out your campaign and, and letting everybody know uh, what's going on with Wade Herring. So I want to know, how do you beat Buddy Carter? I beat Buddy Carter by telling the truth, by holding him accountable. I beat him with my record of service, and I beat him with hard work, and I beat him with a campaign, a real campaign. It's going to take more than enthusiasm. It's going to take more than wishful thinking. We've put together a campaign with the staff and consultants and mail and television and yard signs and knocking on doors and all the hard work you have to do to connect to the voter. Mr. Carter has never been tested. He's getting ready to run for the fifth time. He's never been put to the test. He's got $2 million sitting in his campaign chest. It's going to take somebody who has an organization that can take him on and do the hard work. I've got the organization. I'm putting him to the test. I'm sending him home in November. Wow, I like your fire. I like your fire, Mr. Aaron. I like your morals and I like your values. I definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing with the people. How can they get a hold of you? So, www.wadeherringforcongress.com. And then once you go to the website, we're on any number of social media platforms. I've got over 17,000 Twitter followers. I have TikTok videos with over 100,000 views. Now, if you, if you had told me a year ago I was going to have TikTok videos and Twitter followers, I would have said, ain't no way. Right, right. But, but that's what it takes to have a real campaign. Uh, and, and the office is at 1510 Drayton Street in Savannah, corner of Drayton and 32nd. Feel free to stop by and say hello. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. I appreciate you, uh, Mr. Wade Heron, coming in, running for first dis district Congress in Georgia, man of the people, and he's on uh, TikTok. So, yeah, you got the kids, too. Mm -hmm. Make sure you vote. <laughs> we got more coming up. It's on Just a Little Toxic Podcast. Uh, make sure you guys hit Let's Win Now today at gmail.com so you can show some love. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate you, Mr. Heron. There are no mistakes or regrets in this life, only the opportunity to learn and evolve. Leave your imprint on this earth. In that process, it's a responsibility and calling to aid others where possible. When you've been blessed, you should look to be a blessing. That can take the form of your time and resources. You only have one life to make a difference in others, so why not show up and be great? But not for the sake of yourself, but for a generation of onlookers who are looking to see what's possible. Being a State Farm good neighbor in the community is a privilege that I don't take for granted. My name is Sherry DeVos-Denard, and my office is located in the industrial side of McDonough, Georgia. We service all of Georgia and neighboring states Alabama and South Carolina. You can reach us today for all of your auto, home, life, and small business needs at 678-782-3005 or online at sddinsurance.com and on all social media platforms. We look forward to earning your business. Hi, I'm attorney Andrea Boyd. Every day I advocate for people in private practice. In 2021, I was appointed by the city of McDonough as solicitor pro tem. I use this opportunity to impact the lives of people in a positive manner and to reach our young people. I work countless pro bono hours to help the underprivileged and underserved in our community. As your next chief magistrate judge, I will be sure to bring that same energy and spirit of going above and beyond to the bench. For more information, visit www.boydforhenry.com 
or follow us on social media at Boy for Him. I'm Just a Little Toxic Podcast. I'm your host, Callie Cole, and uh, I'm back with more from our meet and greet, uh, meet the candidates uh, we have right now. And uh, before I even get started, I want to say, make sure you hit lesswinnowtoday.com. Make sure you hit that, lesswinnowtoday.com, uh, at Gmail, excuse me, at Gmail. Let me get that right, lesswinnow at Gmail. And uh, that's how you can support uh, the whole event, and we have more forums and stuff like this going. How you doing today, Mr. Marcus Thompson? Man, I'm doing good. It's Definitely. been a good night. Uh, excited. Mr. Marcus Thompson is running for Congress in District 164. And uh, I, we already have a little conversation going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess we'll just get right into it. No uh, the people want to know, what is your why? Man, my why is, you know, let's turn back the clock uh, back in 2018. I, I, I came down with this severe allergic reaction to a, uh, to a medication. And it was a, I contracted this, this syndrome called Stevens-Johnson syndrome. Mm. It basically burns your body from the inside out. Oh, wow. And so while I was sitting in the hospital in uh, intensive care, trying to recover, it just hit me that if I didn't have insurance, this would break me. Wow. And when I finally was able to come out and get, you know, heal up and recover, the 2020 race popped up. Of course, I was already motivated because of what had happened in 2016 with Donald Trump being, uh, being elected. And then I learned that Georgia, in the last 10 years, has closed eight hospitals. Oh. Eight. Oh. We are number six in the nation for hospital closures okay. in the last 10 years. It's, it's insane. And so when I, when I noticed that and when I learned that the poverty rate in, uh, in Savannah was high and steady, I felt like I had to do something. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I dedicated myself to getting Georgians better health care. And the only way that we can do that is if we change the leadership in Atlanta. Wow, wow. very well said. And I, I like the fact that you are um, tackling health care from a perspective of your own experience. Because that gives you a, that gives you a better, a broader view and an actual realistic way of dealing with it. It's not just all paper with you, right? Right. It's um, not. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on uh, HB 481 this week? It's been a lot of stir. That's what everybody's talking about. What's going on with the Supreme Court or the leak? HB 481 was the precursor to what is going on with Roe v. Wade. I feel like it was a litmus test, like a like a dry run almost. The heartbeat, and what, what HB 481 is, is the heartbeat bill. Essentially, you, if you, if you cannot terminate a pregnancy after six, six weeks, okay? If you put that into terms that people really understand, a, a woman really only knows she, she's late. She'll only know she's late maybe one or two weeks right up, right up until the uh, actual limit of that six week period. So by the time she even knows, it's too late. And so the HB 481 was a, was a bill that we need to repeal. The only way that we can do that is if we get enough, flip enough seats in the House, in the lower house, mm -hmm. and take that bill to Governor Stacey Abrams in 2023. I see you saying he put that to Governor Stacey. I see it. I heard that. <laughs> Shout out to Stacey. And so, you know, that, that's what that was. It was, it was really a, a litmus test to see what, what, how the state was going to react. 
and now you have the leaked information from Roe v. Wade, the decision on Roe v. Wade, mm -hmm. and we've taken, it's another power grab, to be quite honest, to take away people's choice from the party of, of you know, not, they, they say they don't want to control, right, 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 right. but they're taking away people's choice on a, on a, it's almost it's on a national scale, but they started on a state level, right, and right. that was with HB forty one. Wow, wow! So you know we're talking about it, we're talk, kind of talking about a national issue and a state issue. Um, but tell us why your race is so important in District one sixty four and what it means. To so the I got one name for you, mm -hmm. Katanji Brown Jackson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Why my race is so important is because this will flip a seat from Republican to Democratic. Mm. The only way we have Justice Katanji Brown Jackson is if we flip a seat for uh, Raphael Warnock right. and John Ossoff. Right, right. Georgia did that. Right. Georgia did that. Now, if we would have just flipped one of those, we still wouldn't have had Katanji Brown Jackson. Wow. That is the power of flipping a seat, it, it drags the power back to the center mm -hmm. and it forces Republicans to have to compromise. Right. And in some instances, we, we can move forward with, with Justice Brown, mm -hmm. Brown Jackson. That is why this is so important because when Stacey gets in the governor's office, she's going to go in, if nothing changes this cycle, she's gonna go in with a, a, a majority in Republicans behind her. Do you imagine how hard that's going to be for Stacey to get anything done? Right, right, right. The only thing she'll be able to do is just veto things. Mm -hmm. But if we can flip seats and bring the power back to the center, they must compromise. And that's why my race is so important. Wow. Now, you know, many people on a local level don't even think of something like a local race affecting uh, what Supreme Court justice we get. Right. Seated. So that, that's very important, good information to give to the people. Um, but with your race, do you have a plan to win? You know what you're facing? You know what you're up against? So <laughs> I know y'all know about the reapportionment or redistricting oh. recently. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been bad. It's been really bad. In Georgia, uh, it's been bad. They made a mistake, though. Hmm. They only fortified District 164 by four, uh, two to four points. Hmm. In 2020, I barely, barely lost by two percentage points. So I have to make up four to six points. How do I do that? I have to register 1,900 new voters to vote for me. Mm -hmm. that's, that's not option one. Number, option two is I have to talk to centrist-minded Republicans and get them to convert over mm -hmm. to my ideals. Right, 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 right. I believe both of those are possible. There are a lot of people, when, when you actually get a chance to talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, their, you know, their extremes fly out the window. You know, the, 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 the perceptions fly out the window. Mm -hmm. And then you're having a conversation just human to human. Right. And when that happens, you can, people actually like you. Right, right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right, right. And then they'll end up voting for you. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's my plan. It's a foolproof plan. And once we make that happen, we're in. 
Well, it can happen, and you know, kind of just to go back to what you were saying about uh, Senator Ossoff and uh, Senator Warnock. Yes, that's what happened. You know, people got to work in Georgia and were knocking on doors. So exactly. That plan. That that. that I was one of those plan. people. Oh, well, this knocking he, on so doors. You are, so you every, already know. Yes. He has a plan. The man has a format. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go, uh, Mr. Thompson, I want to ask you what you're doing in the community right now, and how people uh, can get a hold of you and get in contact with you in your campaign. So I am. Uh, I'm a member of. Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And uh, we, we call this the School of the Be for the Better Making of Men. Mm -hmm. Through that, I'm a, I'm a member of a number of programs, community-based programs, uh, Men of Distinction, which is a, a, a mentorship program for young boys. And I'm the political chair for our chapter's fraternity as well. Now, I enjoy going out into the, uh, I, I actually volunteer on campaigns too. You'll actually talk to one of them <laughs> a little later. But it, it's, it's, it's a role for, right? Yeah, man. Um, uh, but I volunteer uh, in the community on a regular basis to try to help clean up uh, places in Richmond Hill, historical sites. I coach my daughter's softball team, which is, I don't, look, man, look, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. She's 14 and her schedule is, crazy <laughs> <laughs> no i don't worry I, I my daughter's 10 and i just started doing all this stuff for her Bruh. i'm all over the place yes Bruh. yes yeah, yeah. yes so, yeah, you. so i'm i'm community-based i enjoy working in the community and honestly it's it's in my blood it's something that i've done well before i graduated college all the way to today okay. and the best way to get in contact with me is uh either my phone number is 912-596-1737 my email is marcus at electmarcusforus.com and my uh, website is electmarcusforus.com. Well, Mr. Marcus Thompson, thank you so much for coming in. District 164 race, uh, don't forget May 24th, Marcus Thompson. Uh, thank you so much thank for coming you. in. Hey, I'm just a little toxic podcast. We got more coming up with our meet and greet for the candidates. Greetings, everyone. It is your girl, Kim Mays, owner of Kim Mays State Farm Agency, located at Stockbridge, Georgia. Today, I am at my brand new State Farm location, and I am here to personally, personally invite you out to the grand opening for my new location. It is gonna be June 25th from 12 to 4. This is a family-friendly event. We are gonna have food, we're gonna have a DJ, we're gonna have ice cream, we are gonna have lots of fun. So I want each and every one of you to come out, come see your girl, show me some love, as much as I love you guys. The location, the brand new location is at 102 Vincent Avenue, located in Stockbridge, Georgia. Looking forward to seeing you there.
I'm just a little toxic podcast. We're back. I'm your host, Callie Cole, with our special edition uh, meet and greet with the candidates. And uh, right now, I have Ann Allen Westbrook, who's uh, running for Georgia House District 163. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited because I've been meeting so many people and yeah. talking to people mm -hmm. and learning their background and what's, what, what drives them. Uh, why are you running for office? I got interested in running for this office because I, I was a volunteer who was working, uh, doing advocacy work in the General Assembly in Atlanta and uh, found myself a little underwhelmed by some of the leadership up there. That's, that's no shade to any particular legislators. We've got some good ones here in the Savannah area. But overall, the policy coming out of Atlanta and the leadership just didn't look like our state, didn't look like the Georgians I know, and wasn't focused on the issues that I know Georgians care about. Right. That's a major issue. It always feels like there's two Georgias, like there's mm -hmm. Atlanta and everywhere else. Sometimes the coast is kind of different yep. from other, but it does feel like there's two Georgias. So that's, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Yep. Uh, what, what kind of work and uh, what in your background has prepared you for this actual job? Well, it's, it's a decade of uh, leading volunteer advocacy efforts with an organization devoted to gun violence prevention. So I became a volunteer with this organization that works on uh, ending gun violence through policy solutions and also education. And that's what took me up there is uh, just taking folks up on a bus from, mm -hmm. from Savannah to Atlanta, uh, teaching them about the issues and how to, how to lobby their legislators for the, for the policy that they want to see in their communities. You just said something, you were talking about ending gun violence. So yeah. I, just, I just have to ask you, how do you feel about the, uh, the constitutional carry in Georgia? How do you feel about that and what it's doing to the state or where, where it's gonna take us? Uh, well, permitless carry is what we call it in, mm. the, in the gun violence prevention world um, because really what it did is it took the one uh, safety regulation that we actually had in Georgia around guns and just did away with that. Uh, we are a state that has not closed background check loopholes. We don't have training. We don't have those kinds of safety regulations. But the one thing that we did have is before you could go into public um, carrying, you had to apply for that for that license. You had to do that through your probate court, and now we don't even have that. Um, so I'm concerned about it. Um, you know, gun violence is a really persistent problem in cities like Savannah and throughout Georgia, and I don't think this is going to help our, our situation at all. Wow, wow, it just seemed kind of like careless. I just, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, I see with us already having so many, you know, gun violence issues. Like it's not just Savannah. You living in Atlanta, uh, even even in some of the rural parts, you, you know, it, it's way too uh, loose. I would say. Yeah, I think that's a good point, and I and I should say, you know, we can have we can have laws that respect our rights as Americans. Right. We can have laws that respect our right as Americans to uh, to use firearms as tools. But that doesn't mean that we have to give up safety. And right. that's the piece that's missing right now. Ooh, Ann Allen Westbrook, y'all heard that. All right, so we, we jumped off into that. But uh, what are some other issues on your campaign and your platform is dealing with going into this race? Well, you know, here in Georgia, voting rights. Voting right. rights, voting rights, voting rights. Um, we have, there is nothing more foundational to being a citizen in a democracy than going to the ballot box and making your voice heard with your vote. Mm -hmm. uh, your vote is your voice. Right. And what we've seen here in Georgia is that uh, the majority party, in an attempt to hang on to power in a right, state where right. they can tell that they're losing it, is making it harder for people to vote and changing the rules frequently. And that just creates a burden on voters to have to constantly keep up with what the changes are mm -hmm. and know them and, and change their habits around voting so that they can make sure their, their vote counts. Right, so we're, we're leading up to May 24th. Mm -hmm. um, why should a voter choose you in the upcoming election? 
Well, a lot of reasons. I think really my experience is the main thing. Um, what I bring to this role is a lot of experience. I know how state government works from my years as, uh, as a volunteer uh, leading advocacy efforts. I'm a lawyer by profession. Okay, definitely. I, I enjoy a lawyer joke as much as anybody else, but <laughs> when you need one, you need one. Yeah. And, and it's a skill set that we do need in the General Assembly. We need folks up there who know how the law works, who know how policy works. It's uh, something I use in my job every day to help my clients overcome challenges. Mm -hmm. And I think I can use those skills for the for the people of District 163 as well. Very well said. Very well said. Um, so, what what do voters need to know uh, going into May 24th from the primary election? That's a great question. Um, there's going to be a lot of important races on the ballot. Right. Uh, certainly, I think mine is one of those. My race is a primary only race. Um, so that means my race is going to be decided on May 24th. Yeah. So if you want a voice in your representation in the, in the Georgia House, if you live in District 163, May 24th is your one and only chance. But it's not the only important race on the ballot. We've also got school board races. We've got judges races. Um, every single race up and down the ballot is so important. And I think that's, the, that's really the takeaway and what I hope people will, will remember. Um, we need good leadership at every single level of government. And I think we saw that this week with the Supreme Court. Um, you know, we, there are a lot of things going on in our government that are anti-democratic and that are against the will of the people, whether it's partisan gerrymandering that makes it easier for uh, lawmakers to pick their voters instead of voters picking their lawmakers, right. whether it's the voter suppression that we've talked about, whether it's uh, the increasing encroachment of state government into issues that used to be left to local governments. You know, all of these things dilute the power of the people to, to get what they want from their government. So know the whole ballot, be ready to vote in every single race. Every single one is important. We need good leaders at every single level. So be ready for that. And I will say, um, you can check your sample ballot at the My Voter page, um, mvp.sos.ga.gov. So go see what's on your ballot, see who, who the candidates running are, and, and be ready to make your voice heard. And that's some great information. How can the people get a hold of you and your campaign? They can go to my website, which is my name, annallenwestbrookga163.com. I'm pretty active on social media as well, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So I try to update those pretty regularly, and folks will know where I stand if they, if they follow me on social media. Um, but my website's got my bio, my platform. We, we mostly focused on voting rights tonight, but I'm, I'm for full medi Medicaid expansion as well. Uh, I'm for fully funding education, something we have not consistently done in two decades in Georgia. So that's so important. So go to my website to get my bio, my platform, my email, my cell phone, and, and links to my social media. She sounds like she's ready to tackle the issues, y'all. And Allen Westbrook, uh, Georgia House District 163, remember, May 24th. That's primary right. election, make sure you get on out. I appreciate you coming by. Thank you so much Definitely. for having me. All right, we have more. Y'all go ahead and clap. They done clapped it out. They done clapped it out. More coming up on just a little toxic podcast. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. MB Event Lounge is an elegant and upscale event center and lounge in Madonna, Georgia, dedicated to giving you the VIP treatment while you're using our venue space. Our establishment features a banquet hall and a full bar with everything you need to make your next event a complete success.
We would love to meet with you and discuss preparations for your next event. So for more information about our services, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us at MV Event Lounge today.